Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, we are with our new guest who's um, really, really interesting. It is uh, with Dr. Nicoletta, and I am not going to try and repeat her second name. You'll hear you know, in the interview in a minute that it's quite complex. Um, but we are on the last of this series around forgiveness. And um, I thought it'd be really, really interesting if we could approach this from an Eastern Christian perspective. So Eastern Orthodox, Eastern Christianity, and how they approach this. Um, something around confession does fill us with a sense of dread, doesn't it? And, and there's shame and sort of and bits and pieces. But how are Eastern uh, uh, Christians and how they approach this is fantastic. Dare I say it is actually the destination of where we really should be looking to go towards. And uh, you know, Nicoletta, she is absolutely fascinating in, in her background, what she does, and then what that then looks like in her daily mantra and, and her built daily pilgrimage. I think it's a bit better way to put it. So um, let's go straight into it. Okay, we are now with my next guests, and it's with a real treat. Um, someone who I've got to know um, not very well, but one watch uh, who has been uh, in my sphere of influence and hearing through the City Vision family. And we're with Dr. Nicoletta Akatrini. Got that right, didn't I? I think Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And um, as you can tell, obviously, that's not an English name. And I'm fascinated just to, well, I, how I got to uh, hear and got to know a wee bit more about uh, Nicoletta is through her um, probably uh, Eastern uh, Orthodox Christian side of, of Christianity, which has been a, a fascinating and a, and a inspirational to, to a whole bunch of us who, are, who we're not very familiar with it. And, and then just understanding the, uh, um, the depths and breadths of what that does and, and the, you know, the, the, myst the mysticism behind it, the poetry behind it, but also the, the depth of it. And um, so I just wanted to connect. I wanted our listeners just to hear uh, more about you uh, and where you're from, what you do, where you live. And, you know, uh, for those of you, I, I do my recordings uh, through Zoom. So I, obviously I can see where Nicoletta is right now. And she's in this fantastic location. In fact, <laughs> I do mine in my uh, in the penthouse known as the bedroom. Um, so there you are, you're getting, uh, looking, getting to see a bit more. And, and then you, Nicoletta, said, OK, now let me show you my, my view of which you took me to the window and there, well, tell the world a bit more about you, where are you from and where are you right now? So, so, so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and to offer me the chance to share this uh, treasure, which is the treasure of all Christianity and not only the treasure of humanity, mm -hmm. um, this Eastern Christian uh, perspective, um, which it's not only a religion and a theology, uh, it is it is a way of living. It is, mm. it is a way human beings uh, um, live and accomplish themselves mm. and uh, bring something to, to the community of humanity. Mm. So from this point mm. of view, I, I think, uh, actually, this could be the principles of the interest to know any, any, uh, if you want, um, mm -hmm. religion and spirituality. But for Christianity, it, I think it is, uh, um, it is good to focus on that. And I speak this from experience because as an Orthodox economist, I had the chance to study at, uh, at, um, Reform uh, Protestant uh, Faculty uh, Theology in Lausanne. Ah, so that's where you are. You are in Switzerland. So I'm in Switzerland. Oh yes, this is this is me. So yes, we I I, I I'm in Switzerland, um, located in um, in Lausanne, 
but spending um, sometimes time in a monastery in the Swiss Alps. Uh, wow. it, it, it is an Orthodox monastery, Romanian, uh, belonging to the Romanian Patriarchate, but where um, you can hear um, prayers in at least uh, four languages. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> so, is that because of the, 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 the Swiss, because obviously they've got their four languages, or is it because it's a bit like Teze, yeah, where you it, can have all, all sorts of languages? Yeah, in Switzerland, it's true. We have four national languages and people are used to know more than one language for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I would say um, in, in, in this monastery specifically, um, the superior mother and uh, the Staritsa and the sisters um, pray in all languages because uh, we have uh, people coming from uh, with from different cultures. We have... Mm. Uh, um, uh, what we call a, a francophone orthodox people mm. we have greek uh, mm. people um, uh, who are speaking anglophone uh, mm. germanophone mm. so um, everyone likes to pray in its own language yeah. so yeah. if you go somewhere places and you do not understand what it's uh, there that, that's a little bit more difficult so mm. that's why sisters regularly pray at least in french and in uh, greek and uh, when we have um people uh, anglophone people in english and in german yeah so so essentially what they're doing is that they're creating uh, uh, the christian faith the spiritual journey making it more and more accessible yeah breaking down yeah. barriers i love that Absolutely, absolutely. So, so you did this PhD in Lausanne, which weirdly enough is also where uh, the, the Olympics uh, um, are based. And obviously, as I was saying to you, I'm slightly obsessed by by the Winter Olympics. And the fact we haven't had any snow. But anyway, you have a beautiful view and you, you live in a beautiful part of Switzerland. What, what was the so you said you, you're an Eastern economist and you did studying in Lausanne. Just tell our listeners a wee bit more about that, because that that is a really interesting uh, title. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, actually, and you can see this. This is not part of a career plan because right. this has nothing to <laughs> do with the, the career plan. So we should we we should start with that. So yes, I did uh, economics um, in Romania. Um, oh. And I, uh, I did also uh, from Romania, I got a scholarship from European Union mm -hmm. um, where I studied in Paris international trade and I got a, a bachelor from um, Paris in international trade. And then I finished a master and got an MA in economics. And my first job, my very first job was an excellent position in a bank mm -hmm. where I was already an inspector. So in okay. compliance and everything. So it was absolutely great for a 25 years old uh, uh, young person. It was, was the dream job, actually. It was, mm. was the, it was everything I was working for mm. and I studied for. Um, I realized after, uh, soon in a couple of months that everything I, I, I I was taught in the economics, uh, not only in Romania, but in, in, in Paris too. And this is important because one might think, oh, she was in Romania, she didn't. No, I, I did a full degree in Paris before having this reflection. I realized that the reality of economics and finance and banking was completely different of the theories I was set up to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something it's off. Something it's off. And mainly, I would say, it was about the economic behavior of, of um, uh, human beings, where we have this um, theoretical framework of homo economicus, which, which is uh, uh, the main assumptions is that it is self-interest, mm. wants to maximize uh, a profit, minimize cost, uh, avoid, avoid labor, um, etc. That didn't seem to me uh, fitting the reality of the people I I was uh, um, exchanging with um, yeah. in my job at the bank. And I said, something, it's not okay. Something, it's off. So yeah. I, I started to do um, a PhD in, in, in Romania on the role of currency in banking and so on. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it was, it was very difficult. It was very difficult to uh, to do, to work 10, 12 hours in a bank, to, to yeah. do research and to have a, a family with a, a baby, you know? So that yeah. was my context. Uh, and I applied for a scholarship 
in Switzerland and bingo, uh, I, I, I got to study, to do my research at the Lausanne School of Economics. Wow. Wow. So uh, th that was that was tough. Was not easy. Switzerland has very good scholarships for um, um, ten countries from the Eastern Europe, oh. and that that are, it's what what we call confederal scholarships. Yeah, and uh, they uh, they get uh, yeah submissions from all countries, and they pick a couple every year. So wow. it happened that they that time. Uh, yes, I I was one of them, and. Um, yeah, this this research brought me to the University of Lausanne, where I had a, a professor uh, supervising the in banking, Professor Migdashi, mm -hmm. um, a very well known expert in, in banking, and I started to work on on, on banking, you know, and finance. Wow! And I I always loved um, historical approaches. So before tackling a topic, I wanted to know everything about. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started to do readings on um, the history of currency, uh, how how really did it emerge before going to more uh, uh, contemporary um, mm. questions. Mm. And mm. I, I discovered, I discovered, of course, I went go back to David Hume, to Adam Smith, um, the founders oh, yeah. of, of Enlightenment. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I discovered books. Uh, written by these uh, um, uh, authors, great authors that I w w was were never mentioned during my economic studies. Interesting, like David Hume, who wrote uh, treatise on the nature of religion, treatise on the nature of the human on the human nature. Yes, Adam Smith, Adam Smith writing about um, theory of moral sentiments. Uh, mm. I, I, I. I I, nobody mentioned to me that it was only mm. about the wealth of nation, about on commerce yeah. for David Hume. So um, those those readings were picked up from the uh, um, uh, uh, works of these people, but focusing only in economics. But I think it is it is missing it is missing the the thinking of an author when you pick only writings on a specific topic without addressing the context and the the, the whole uh, extent. Um, uh, of the works of, of those people. Mm. So I started to read those um, writings and that completely changed my research. I said, I, I can't do anymore what I was doing because I realized I, I had the wrong research questions. Okay. Uh, I was working on the effects of economics and finance and not on the causes of those yes. phenomena. Yes. And I yes. needed to go back to that. And uh, I... Uh, Oh, this, all this to say why I finally ended up in a faculty of theology. So, because I, I was in the Ashose, I was at the Ashose, you know. So I, I, I proposed a new research project to my professor yeah. um, who loved it. He said, Nicoletta, you are a pioneer. And I said, yes, but how we can make this reality? Because it has to become a new research project with a new plan, with everything, mm. you know, it, it mm. is very... Mm. And... Um, Unfortunately, uh, the professor accepted it. He liked it very much. But mm -hmm. the, the commission who gave me the scholarship for that, that PhD on banking and finance, they said, no, 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 no. You change the topic. You change the subject. You lose the scholarship. Oh. So uh, I, I, ha I had two, two options. Yeah. Um, I were to continue what I, um, I, I came to do on banking and finance, but... Uh, to me, the research question, everything was completely senseless. Yeah, I yeah. were to, to move to the faculty of theology who was suggested to me as being the environment where I could address these topics because by that time, you will not mm. imagine, uh, but uh, they didn't have even a department of ethics, not even a professor of ethics. Goodness. Or Yes. Yes, yeah. they, 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 so uh, that was not the academic environment able to welcome such, such an inquiry and such, mm. such a research. So mm. I said, go, go to the Faculty of Theology because they have people uh, working in ethics and economics, ethic economics, and so on. I said, okay. I went there, I met with the dean, I presented my project with the support of the professor from economics, the professor in banking. He will always be uh, giving me letters and saying, yes, I support Nicoletta, we can do this and that. But we, we don't have the uh, um, environment to, 
uh, help her with her research. And the dean of theology said, oh, this is very interesting. That's 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 great. But you have a, a, a master, uh, uh, an MA in economics. You, you can't do a PhD in theology with an MA in economics. Oh, we we can welcome you if if you do a, a master in theology, what they call a diploma profondi. You know, yeah. you need that means a, a postgraduate study yeah. to succeed in that, and then we you can do the PhD too. Oh my goodness! So I said, wow, that that's kind of putting me back again seven years. You know, like yeah. finishing. So, um, I I yeah I. I waited all my options and actually it was not so difficult because mm. I just couldn't couldn't go back to the previous project it was senseless no. to me and here was something that I I could uh, I, I was able to develop but I had to uh, kind of do all this um, Protestant theology uh, diploma profondi uh, the, yeah. the postgraduate studies and. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Said, okay, but we cannot accept you like that in a postgraduate uh, um, level because yeah. uh, for us, people need to have a bachelor, you know, or they need to. So we accept you if you do a propedeutic year, which it's called a preparatory year, and you pass the exams. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I mean, talk about, you know, you know, dotting I's, crosses, crossing T's, and essentially just, I mean, seriously. So you've, you've been, essentially, what would have taken you, what, seven years, it's taken you 10 or so years or so to get to, to where you are uh, in, in, yes. in your studies. So now what do you do now? Because in, in your, you've got your, you've got your, your doctorate, your PhD, you've got your master's uh, and your BA and all sorts of stuff no. like that. I, I did a master in theology, but then I went back and did a PhD in economics. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So because Nicoletta, uh, it's stubborn. <laughs> I love that. I proper love that. So now you you're living in Switzerland, uh, just um, beyond Lac Le Man, um, and uh, so what what do you do now in your world? Yes, I am. Um, uh, I am the executive director of an international foundation in Geneva, Geneva Agape Foundation, uh, and I'm also a scholar and I do research in collaboration with um, the people I, I met uh, along my uh, academic and uh, university work because I, I worked at the University of Lausanne, I worked at the University of Neuchâtel, mm. I worked. Uh, at Princeton University, my last uh, the last five years I spent in United States at Princeton University. Mm. So I, I I am in my soul and in my mind uh, a scholar, um, an explorer, you know. Mm. So mm. I do I do and I continue to do research. And here, what I do in Geneva, um, it, it's it's actually applied research. I, I apply what I research for and all the. Uh, questions I work for at the intersection of um, economics and theology, economics and ethics, finance and um, moral behavior and motivation. All this now, actually, I have the chance to be in contact with the people uh, I used to meet at the very beginning of my career in banking and finance. Oh, I love so it. I, I, I kind of, I, I, I am back in this in this world of banking mm. and finance, but with a, a 25 years uh, um, exploration work, and I would say initiation, you know, like mm. initiate, initiating way, you know, yeah. in where I had the chance to, um, to to discover new fields, new methodologies, new ways of thinking. Yeah, as an economist, changing balance sheet and statistics with hermeneutics and the biblical Greek. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Very difficult. That was I. I was able to see even my mind. I was as a way of thinking. You know, how how you think, how you approach, how you how you um, make meaning of the realities. That's that's a completely different way. And yeah, I think this yeah. is this is one of the greatest thing I I I think that shows me it was worth 
all this effort because it was a huge effort. I lost yeah. my PhD, so I had to work for my studies. Yeah. Then I, I got hired and I work at the university as a, a T8 uh, assisting, teaching assisting and research assistant. But yet it was very difficult to do mm. research, to do that. And at that time I had my, my uh, child Mm. Uh, uh, because I, I was married, get divorced, so I had to take care of my child, and I was alone in a foreign country with a mm. toddler. Wow! <laughs> wow! Gosh! So that's was... extraordinary. That's extraordinary. So, to, to you know, uh, um, we, we the devotion's already out there. Uh, it's about forgiving others, and um, what you know, uh, what fascinated me being that I come from a Protestant tradition, although I've become more and more um, broader in my theology in terms of, I wouldn't say I'm confused, but I think it's just better. I think it's, it's probably a better way to put it because I think there's parts of Protestant, Protestant theology, which is helpful and there's parts of it that's not. And it's the same of, of, of all the other different expressions of Christianity. There are parts which are great and some parts are just probably I don't know if they hamper. Uh, for me, I'm always asking the question. I don't really mind about the story behind the story, but as long as it leads to liberty and shalom and better outcomes in a person's life, that, that's the measure of impact. And so from the Eastern Christian perspective, the... Um... <laughs> you cannot imagine how much I love you, you ask about that because... Um... Uh, and I will tell you a story exactly related by my very first year in the um, Faculty of Theology of Lausanne. Yeah. Uh, we were on a seminar. Um, somebody was talking about um, uh, presenting ex exactly uh, about um, um, human being, the relationship between the human being and God. Um, and... Um, as was of course on ethics it's about how to how to to do the right thing you mm. know to follow and um i jumped but really completely naively i i, I by that time i didn't know much about uh, protestant theology protestant mentality i would yeah. say um and I, I just raised my hand and i said oh but you know in we uh, we, we have in our Orthodox tradition a spiritual father who said something very simple, a, a single sentence. Um, he said, uh, every time you wake up, try to live each day without sin. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> Punk. Punk. You see? And, and, and wait, 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 because this is not the whole story. The whole story is everybody turned to me and looked like I had, I, I have... I have um, made something very wrong, you know, like mm. everybody was, why? And then they, they, some people say, oh, Nicoletta, how can you use this word sin? Why do you say that? This is so, uh, um, this is, this is going to guilty, to feel people guilty and miserable. Mm. And we, this is, you, you cannot say that. Mm. You cannot say that. I still remember that. And to me, it was really like, oh, my God, it's not what I wanted to say. I mean, everything they would say that understood from this sentence mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was completely different than the, uh, the meaning that had for me this sentence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, living, try to wake up every day and live that day without sin, not more nor less. Yeah. You know? For them, it resonated. Um, completely different and uh, obviously in a negative way while for me it was something very positive very optimist very optimistic yeah. that encouraging and it's that that day i understood that oh i really need to shut up and to to read more and to listen yeah. uh, and then i could maybe bring back when i would understand better um uh, why this word resonate like this to uh, to to bring that uh, um, understanding I had, which was obviously not obviously not my own understanding, was the understanding of the Orthodox tradition mm, uh, of mm, sin, mm. of sin. Yes. So, what literally means uh, sin? Uh, because in the confession, we of course it's you, you can go to confess sins, but 
generally to confess and to say something that it's about your relationship with God, you know, and, and seen or not being you in, 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 in that relationship with God. Well, it's part of that. So sin actually means nothing more or less than uh, missing the target. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It is missing the target. Um, and I think that in, in the, at least what I was able to see in the Orthodox tradition, this, this understanding, um, it, it is there from the beginning uh, of, uh, of this uh, confession uh, experience. And it is, um, that, and that's why confession experience becomes a learning process. You know, like you, yes. you, 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 you learn to, to have an arrow and you have to put it on the light, uh, yeah. on pill in the middle of the target. Uh, but first, how, how do you do it? You need a master. You need somebody that, that, that's mm -hmm. already mastering this art. Mm -hmm. okay, I get it. And you, and you need an external observer of you who will tell you, oh, you know, you, you didn't hold very well arrow like that. So if you want, to, you have to do it like that. Mm -hmm. Or now you are too tense or your shoulder, it's like that and like that. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that means you need a master. Mm -hmm. And secondly, Secondly, it, it is everything about exercise. And that means when you miss it, that's okay. You missed yeah. it. You recognize that it, it's an error. So yeah. this, is not, this is not good. But it doesn't impact your ability to one day reach that target. Because what you do, you exercise it to reach the target in the middle. Yeah. Of course, I would, I would, I would um, reach the nine or even outside, outside of the target completely. Yes. You know, yes. but yes. that doesn't matter. That means every time I I put the arrow and I I put it out there and it didn't reach the target, doesn't mean I'm not good or I'm not or I'm miserable or I'm. Uh, I wouldn't, you wouldn't feel guilty. Okay. Mm, mm, so mm. that, that experience of guilty, it's, it, it's not absent, but it, it, it is not um, impacted my own quality as a person. Yes. And yes. May, my, my capability and my potential to reach the target. I'm not identify. I don't, I'm not, I don't identify myself with that result, with that failure. It's a failure, but I'm not that failure. I'm the person who is trying to. So, so, I what, think... so what you're saying essentially, because your values feed into your vision. So, irrespective of missing the target, your values uh, comes from an identity to say, I have potential because God sees the potential in me. I have potential. Oh, absolutely. Not only sees. Yeah. He, he gave it to me that, yeah. that actually I'm, I'm working on a piece of paper on uh, on this concept, which I really want to bring at the attention of the um, those who, who are not um, uh, familiar with the Eastern Orthodox theology, the concept of being created at the image and the resemblance of God. Amen. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. And, and everything starts from there. Everything starts from there. And it's human being, it is created. And by the very fact of creation, human being, look, listen, this is very important. Mm. It, it, it receives a, a two, two main divine traits. So human being shares with God two divine traits that he received just like that mm. by the act of creation. And he's the unique creator in the universe to have these traits is to be free. Mm. To be free because we talk about freedom. Yeah. That means freedom, you already, any human being has this by the very act of creation. We are born with that. Yeah. We are born with that. So being free. Of course, we can now discuss what is it being free and we can go in many uh, ways of um, approaching this topic um, theologically, philosophically, and I would say even neurologically, because yeah. neuroscience now it's very important. And as technology allows us more and more to go in how we function as uh, in our bodies, uh, but also in our minds, it's it's absolutely um, exciting 
Mm, mm. And we'll say that they are convergence, actually, in between what we have seen in the, at least what, what I know in the Eastern Orthodox tradition of mystical prayer and what shows uh, now um, some research in neuroscience, um, which is not surprising, actually. It's, it's, it doesn't surprise me that there are convergences. Um, but it's yeah. good now we, we have these scientific proofs because people always believe more and give more credit to what science says that uh, somebody from a, a religion um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with a religion background. So, so yes, um, so we, we have the freedom. And yeah. the second one, the second divine trait that we said we are good. It means Very we are good, good by nature. Very we, good. we are not. We are not created bad or, uh, no, we are good by nature, by nature. And again, now research, research on everything. It's about empathy, compassion, uh, altruism. Um, all, all, all this research now uh, has, uh, a lot of research has been, have, have been done with starting from babies to toddlers. Mm. And later you, you show that actually, uh, uh, neurologically to neuroscience that human being, it's wired for altruism. Human being, it's wired for empathy. Human being, it's wired for compassion. So we are wired by now it's the research who say there's not a theological uh, uh, statement. It is we are wired to be good, so we are good. So these these are two things. And and I just just to stop you there because I think that's very interesting because freedom we have free to do do all sorts of things, uh, and and we are uh, and we have freedom of choice, etc. The word good is, an, is, is quite a loaded word because it's mm -hmm. up for a lot of interpretation. So, for instance, mm -hmm. some people might say that revenge is a good thing. But reality is it's not. Good is actually building. It's, you know, at its, at its very core, if, if, a, if, a, if you make something and a child comes along, you know, you, you make a sandcastle, you make a, a sandcastle, a kid comes along, they break it. That's bad. That's not good. That's yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think goodness has to be built around uh, not destroying, not harming, not not pulling down, not self elevating, but it's bringing, I suppose, lifting, lifting our environment, making our environment and better where we live, who we live with, who we work with. Uh, that for me is good. That's always good. And there are no losers, which is really important, actually, because losers, you know, that's not fair, is that? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, what, what this um, listening to you makes me aware that, uh, yeah, I, ha I have to, um, uh, again, I think this, this is this dichotomy, good and bad, and put them like that. Um, um in a very western way of of, of considering things is, so when is. i say when i say good again i have that orthodox uh ideas and human being which means completely something completely different i should definitely work on refining how i, I would express that but it is it, it is related of course with the qualities of the human being and some some you mentioned it is human being was created for what to cultivate to cultivate the earth, uh, mm. to live this uh, relationship of love with God, so mm. that that goodness uh, mm. has its roots in in that identity, you know, of the human being created at the image and resembles of God, living um, uh, in a love relation, in love, being love, not only living in love, but being love, becoming love. Yes. You know, becoming agape, becoming agape. So, yeah, I I, I take note. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, it's I, helpful. I really no, but it 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 helps me because this is the same as I same problem I had with this with the word sin, which resonates and has a different content to me than for the other. So now, I uh, I understand that this uh, uh, um, um, this um, 
good word and bad word uh, um, are are really not well suited to express what I I, I would like to to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it brings me brings me back to uh, something I just actually wrote. Um, I wrote on LinkedIn to an answer to somebody. I think the Western um, way of approaching reality is it's always a binary way. Yes. It's, either one or the other, it's our good or bad, mm-hmm. as you said, winner or losers. While, uh, while in the um, Orthodox tradition, uh, uh, and I would say even in the Oriental tradition, we we have more a paradoxical paradigm. paradigm. We, okay. we think and live in a paradoxical way where you both both are possible uh, and uh, because mm-hmm. you understand them in a larger universe, in a larger context. Yes, and and they are not uh, opposed, but faces facets of different. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and that's why, it, 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 and it's not something that it's definitive. That means it is. It is something that it's 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 changing. You know. Yes. So this paradoxical, this paradoxical way of considering reality, and also considering the reality, it it is a dynamic reality, mm. uh, allows you to. Uh, have a more nuanced um, um, understanding of what is good and bad and yeah. what it's uh, winner and losers uh, as we have different um, levels of analysis and considering if it's something that it's absolute but there is something which it's absolute it it's it, it's God yeah. and human being created at the image and resemblance of God yeah so within a, a, a Protestant uh, tradition, we don't have the habit of confession, but with a Eastern and Catholic confession is a is a uh, is a is a normal uh, activity that you participate in. Tell me about how that 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 looks like in terms of um, when did you start? Where who do you confess with, and what is the process after confession? where you've got this continued accountability yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that again you know it, it's not about accountability <laughs> okay yeah, so yeah. i really i really have to so it, it's not about accountability um confession it, it's a meeting with a human being mm. um it's it, it it is a meeting between two human beings huh and yeah. even one, it, it is it is the one who is um, um, who is um, the the one who already uh, uh, know that experience of how do you get um, closer to God? Because this is the objective of the confession. The confession, it's not uh, at least in the Orthodox tradition, it's not that I, I go, I I say my sins and blah, 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 and I'm giving the absolution, and that's no. <laughs> It is not a transaction where you kind of put there and you kind of pay for what you did and you do, you say the prayers and everything gets deleted. No, no, no. It, it, uh, the, actually, the, w- what is the meaning of the Christian life? Because we need to start with that to understand the meaning of the confession. What is the meaning of the Christian life? Simply living in love. Living in love and living, living free and in love with with our Creator and with those that have been created. That's that's okay. the point. That means I think you need to start with the with the end. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's the point, and 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 that because uh, again, like a, a juridical relationship that was broken, and I need to reconcile and to get the accounts right. You know, something yeah. like that. But. Um, that's the specificity, if you want, of the, of the Christian and the New Testament, that uh, we, we are not more in this contractual relationship. It's a new covenant. Yeah, that's So it's right. not the old covenant where you have uh, counts, pluses, and menaces. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I, I presented the paper in a scientific conference in the Association of the Economics and Religion, um, where you see that in actually in the Torah in the Old Testament you have five succeeding covenants wow. where every time God 
kind of have to relax the condition of the contract because humans yeah. are not, they do not respect anything. So every time I said, okay, let's have a, 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 a re-evaluation of the contract. No, we are not more in, uh, and I think that's, that's one of the things that as Christians, we need to understand with um, Christ coming and his work crucifixion and resurrections, uh, when everything gets accomplished, there is no more need for us to uh, to pay for anything else. Yeah, that's right. But in this, but in this case, yeah, because very risky, very risky. If you stop just here, you can go in mm. very weird uh, direction. Um, but what does this mean? That means that, and mainly through the Baptist. You are not more under the, the, the contractual relationship and that scene that was uh, the original scene that it's often mm-hmm. mentioned in uh, Western um, theology, yes. cons- uh, a, a theological development that it's absent in the West, Eastern Orthodox tradition. So we mm-hmm. use this concept, but it, it's not central and we do not have a whole theology around it. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. a different one, and I, I will tell you that. So, um, but that means what? Okay, if this is done, that means I will not more in this uh, relationship, contractual relationship. No, we are in a relationship of love, mm-hmm. of 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 potential. Everything is possible from that time. But because you remember what what I said at the very beginning of our discussion, yeah. what it's one of the divine traits that human received from God, it's free. That yeah. means human being, it's invited and it's free to enter this relationship. Mm. And this, it, it, this is his effort. This is his, his part on, on, this, on this encountering with God and this union with God. Mm. Because the meaning of the Christian life, at least in Orthodox perspective, is the union of God. Yeah. yeah. Union of God. Yeah. So this is the meaning, and everything, everything, it, 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 it is from it, this is the target, and this is the what we uh, uh, Christian uh, it's looking to achieve in, in in his and her life. Everything it's understood, and it, it's a consequences of this. But at a certain point, you do not. That means when you talk uh, about ecology, about uh, having positive impact, these are just consequences. These are consequences. They are not ends in themselves. Yes, yes. Or they are consequences or means to this union of God and with God. There are consequences, there are means within God, but they are not ends in itself. Because if this is the end, that's the problem. You will always that's you will always find ways uh, uh, why not to do it or the the direction it's biased because it the, that means the direction of your action it's this world, mm-hmm. while the intention and the direction of your thoughts and actions it's not in this world at least as Christians. It is the union of God. It is something that it's beyond life and beyond if it it is already in eternity uh, and when you consider this dimension and this perspective that kind of change completely the motivations the how you well, it, that's beautiful because uh, essentially what you're doing is the confession is not a it, the, the, the problem with our western point of view is that we see confession as something that is all connected to shame on how bad we are whereas what you're talking about is actually how it is aligning with how good we are with what christ has sees within us yeah it is with the potential of the our uh, cap- capacity of being excellent oh yes this is this is a word that we i could use instead of being good but uh, that kind of <laughs> bring us to another problem being excellent because actually the idea it's you we, we are by nature by nature and by creation excellent virtues because mm. excellent in, in greek means virtue virtue it was translated vir- virtue in, in english but it means excellent you know so but excellent doesn't mean you are excellent and if you don't achieve this excellence you are not excellent so and you enter in this dichotomy good and bad uh, no it is a potential that means you are anyway excellent whatever you do you are excellent 
And it's, this is your capacity capacity capability you have this capability but it is it is up to you to use it yes and to develop it so it's, it's up to you to use it and to develop it but that doesn't that does the fact that you are not excellent and you do not behave in in accordance with this excellence excellences which it's in, within yourself yes that doesn't mean this excellence it it it, it, it doesn't exist it's there but it, it's your freedom to use it or not that's all. Uh, this is such an important theology that in the Western church, we do not talk about enough about. We just don't. And it is so debilitating. And unfortunately, within Western theology and in Western society, that has filtered through. And so when, when people from the outside looking in and they look at the church and they go, well, I'm just going to feel bad. And to some extent, that has been perpetuated by our rhetoric, by our language. But what yeah. you're saying, and probably why Eastern, Eastern Orthodox and Eastern Christianity is still so popular, is because you don't have that. You you don't have that in in East in, you know in in the Eastern parts of, of our, where we are, because essentially you're saying yeah. all of you, your identity, you are good people, and God sees the amazing potential in you, and let's just let's fulfill that potential. Yeah. yeah and and this is this is actually because i said what it's the counterpart uh, in orthodox tradition of this theology around original sin in fact we uh, first of all first of all um it is uh, the uh, all the theologies related to the human being created at the image of the resemblance of god and why this is important, and uh, this is, um, I give you a more a metaphorical but visual expression, and what is the big difference between these two approaches? Mm -hmm. um, it was given to me by, uh, by a sister, it's, it's not mine, from, from a monastery. She said, oh, when you talk about original scene, it's like you have your car and you want to go somewhere, but you have the lights from behind the car uh, on, you know? Oh from the back of the car. When you talk about human being created at the image of the resemblance of God, uh, and you want to go there, you have the lights on, in front of the car light on. Yes. Lighted on. Yes. And of course, you know, you know where to go. So you, you, you can't go on, on a destination uh, with, on, on, with your lights back uh, only on. Uh, I mean, you, you might need them in some moments and you might use them, yes. but you need, first of all, those from in front of the car that illuminates the way you have in front of you mm. not back with you <laughs> if you focus on what is back how can you go forward i, I mean that. that's such I mean, that's impossible the, and and i understand this resistance to confession and this um uh, uh this all because there is a whole movement on avoiding shame and guilt and the yeah. rejection of confession but that's quite normal i mean not only it's debilitating but it's inhuman it is it's inhuman because yeah. it is contrary to what it's we have us as we we are made to grow to flourish I'm sorry, you can't flourish when you are all, all the time yeah. saying feeling bad and feeling guilty. That's inhuman, that's anti-human. Let me tell yeah. you, it's anti-human. And that's normal. I understood that while yeah. I was there because I understood that topic with this scene. I said, oh gosh, I had to understand that. I understand what people reject that and they are right to reject it yeah. in that way. But... Uh, when you reject something, you need to put something else in place. That means something still it's missing, you know? Yes. It means, okay, you reject confession as being a moment when I'm ashamed, when I'm judged already, like, oh my God, how? Uh, but still confession, uh, it, it was, uh, it, uh, even in this perspective, it was offering like a possibility to buy yourself out, you know, by, mm. in at least in, the Catholic tradition by doing some things and by doing good things that will kind of compensate your bad it's, deeds it's and faulty. so on. But it, it is you are again on that yeah. on that perspective when you you, you you bargain and you buy out. No, this is this has nothing to do. With, at least in the Eastern Christian tradition, you can't do that. No, no. That. And this this is going back even to the church fathers and to the 
first mystics and Saint Anthony the Great and mm. uh, the Christian spirituality, which is the original spirituality, where mm. we are there to 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 uh, find God, to uh, reach union of God, and everything that prevents me to do that. Of course, I have to be aware of, mm. and that's why. So instead of of, of having this confession and calculation, what do we have? We have the concepts of fighting the passion. Yeah. Where, yeah. where passion, it's not understand something that you, uh, I'm passionate about it. Passion, mm. it's coming from the Greek word meaning pathology. And pathology, mm. it's what's submitting you. It's, it, it, it is something you are submissive to. Uh, it's yes. a pa like uh, when, when you have a pathology, you have a pathology. Okay, so mm -hmm. this is the same for the soul and for the mind. So the central concept here it's related to the fight of passions, and through the confession. And again, this is something I need to confession. It's not again something valuable and uh, and in itself. Mm -hmm. has no value if it's just i go there once a year or twice a year or even once a week or even once a day you know yeah. if i go yeah. once a day to confession and and after that i behave like completely opposite mm. that's null. That, that has no value mm. even i know that next time you know i go tomorrow and actually there is uh, some tendency oh i go tomorrow i confess and i'm good <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing that's interesting is that I think the word confession is the wrong word. Mm -hmm. It's 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 absolutely. The, so when when we, people go for a, a review of their job, they they don't go for a someone to tell them off, but they call it for continual personal development. Sure. And I think yeah. that's that should be the language that we probably need to 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 start and use more widely is this continual personal development it is it is i let me put it a little bit in a more spiritual um contest it is it is my my journey to union of god and yeah. i need i need uh, i need to grow to do that it is it is a, a, a development but it is a spiritual one and it's not only me it's me and god Mm. It's not only about me. I think this is the individualism um, uh, um, reign that we have in, in, in Western society. Um, uh, unfortunately, it, it is dominating also this um, discourse on the relationship between human being and God. And that, mm. that's not like that because what we had, at least in Eastern Orthodox tradition, it's about communion. It's it's a communion. So it, it's yeah. never about the individual individual. We don't have the word individual. It's a person. Yeah. Which yeah. is different from mine. So you have the person, you have the communion, communion with God, communion with God, which means not only me and God. It, it is the human nature in mm. me. It is the human nature, mm. the whole human nature. That means all the humans created by, by God who lived, who lived, who mm. live, and but also they, those who live. So in each human being, you have the whole humanity created, okay. which is in communion with God. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's never about the individual. It's not, it's never about me. And of course, it is it is about me and the others who whom, whom I I enter in contact in my daily life, mm -hmm. uh, those who I was uh, in contact or I will be in contact. So time and space uh, uh, it, it is no more relevant in here because if you understand yourself as a human being, as uh, as being the essence, not a part of the essence. It's, I'm not a particle of yeah. the humanity. Yeah, I yeah. am the humanity. I am the human nature. And if I understand that, uh, but not again, th this is not individual. It means that necessarily it's, I, I am in a community. I am a communion with the others. It's, I'm, it's necessarily. It's, it's necessarily. You understand that, that of course, uh, uh, all this about uh, relationship broken, everything that that's secondary, or if you want, it's not secondary, but you see them. Oh, but if if uh, the consequence of of me uh, not reaching this excellence 
it is not about only me me sinning or me uh, being cutting off you know or i don't know i i heard so many expression in my with my friends it's not me which i'm not in uh, uh yeah what what were the expressions that i were i want to be uh uh in uh okay with god or i need to be um yeah again it's like uh, it's going- you know it's, yeah, it's, it's these yes. stupid phrases because it's like, yes, God's like, I'm okay with you. It's- yes, yes. You know what my spiritual yeah, yeah. father used to tell me? God doesn't have position off or, or on. <laughs> God is always on. I mean, where's the problem? Oh, it, my goodness. It, it's like God has position off and on. No. Yeah, no. His, his pure we- essence is love. His pure essence it- is constant love, love, love. And if you understand that actually you are created exactly at this image and resembles and the um, meaning and ours is love as well, then objective of the Christian life is that yes, confession, it is it is just a mean, a mean to help me to reach that because yeah, oh, yeah, more in love. But some listeners could say, oh, but if we are so good. And if we are so perfect, if we are so excellent, how how you can explain all the look around you, Nicoletta? The uh, people are still behaving and doing terrible things. No. How 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 can this be explained? Because what you say it's beautiful, but I don't I don't really see it. Yes, yeah. This these comments are absolutely pertinent. Uh, but here, remember two things. First, as Christians, we have the baptism. And in the Baptist, the impact of, of everything that could have um, uh, in, um, influenced our being coming from the past, going back to Adam and Eve, okay, yeah. it, it, is, it is deleted. We start with a white, empty, clean slate, yes. if you want. Yes, yes. This is, I actually just participated to a baptism of a little girl of four, four years old wow. last Saturday. And listening, we should do, once um, make a podcast on, on to study this ancient text because the text of the Baptist, as we have it in the Orthodox Church, goes back to the fourth century, third, third, fourth century. I mean, uh, we have pieces of, of this already from the second century, but the ritual itself, was if you want uh, crystallized in 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 the fourth century so and we have it and we we, we that would be great to have a podcast on, on this well and I, when we i i was thinking because i, I know that um think, things are drawing to a close i would like to have another conversation with you because <laughs> I, I i think we've only just literally lifted the lid slightly into the goodness of Orthodox Christianity and Eastern Christianity that we in the West don't just see it with a sense of bemusement and and respecting our differences. I think we really need your truths. This is not only our, this is all Christianity treasures. It is, it is, it is. First of all, it it is all Christianity treasures. And thank, thank God we had people who... Uh, who, who accepted martyrdom to keep them alive, if you consider the history of the Eastern yes. Christianity. Yes. yes. Myself, I come from, from a family with martyrs in, uh, uh, since 15th century. Um, uh, whole Moldavia was uh, a, a, a land of martyrdom because we had to, we were occupied by the Ottoman Empire and we had to. To keep alive and to to transmit this heritage intact, but not only intact like it's nothing added. It is with with that holy life that they lived with. They transmitted to the next generation and to the next generation. Uh, so this this understanding it's not only ours. This is the heritage of the whole uh, Christianity and all all churches, all community to any Christian. So it is just right. I it's just right for what we do and I do is just sharing. Look, this this is yours. You just didn't know. I love it. I'm yours. I can't wait. <laughs> well, look, Dr. Nicoletta, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this has been a joy. And I'm I, I think next time when we, we have a, 
you know, I think there may be a few here because I think there is there's, there's truths that you found around the, the economics. There's stuff about Eastern Christian Eastern Christianity that there are there are gems that I want you to share with us and to learn. So um, thank you, absolutely thank you. No, no, thank you, thank you, Matthew, because um, it, it's thanks to people like you. Uh, that these gems can be uh, discovered and shared and uh, people uh, enriched with. Uh, without people like you, that would be impossible. So I'm very grateful for this. The Lord bless you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us today on this podcast. And... Uh, for any references that were made throughout, be it groups or books or whatever, um, do come and visit us on seasoned4.life and there we'll also have other details about all the other podcasts that we have done and will be doing also. Take care and we'll catch up soon.